0: and Stratton Squadron had made it their temporary HQ once it had been declared free of booby traps or mines by the Advanced Reconnaissance Team. Thirty SBS operatives, along with an HQ element, had moved in a couple of days ago. They would be gone soon. Stratton walked between the ugly mud structures that housed the other teams. There were no lights anywhere. Everything was shades of grey to black. The enemy was miles away, but it was possible they might conduct a night patrol in the area, although the village was on a route to nowhere in particular, military target-wise, as far as the Taliban were concerned. But there was no point in taking the risk. The lads could manage without lights, anyway. They could warm their food in the huts. The smell would dissipate in the mountain winds long before an enemy would notice it. Stratton stepped through a gap in the perimeter wall and headed towards the operation's HQ tent, wondering why he'd been summoned. Perhaps there'd been a change in plan. As he neared the camouflage tent, which was specially designed to prevent any light escaping from within it, he could hear the barely perceptible hum from an otherwise silent generator tucked among the rocks, metres away. He saw three men standing outside the tent's airlock entrance. One was Captain Burns, the squadron commander and leader of the operation. Stratton had never seen the other two before. They were dressed in American-style combat fatigues. On the ground, beside them, sat a couple of small packs, with an assault rifle leaning against each. The strangers hadn't been at the site earlier in the day, and had evidently just arrived. Even though it was so remote, no helicopters were permitted at the forward location, and only a couple of vehicles had been allowed up to bring the heavier equipment, and they would remain in situ until the camp was dismantled the following day. That meant the two men had yomped in on the rocky track. It was seven miles to the last permitted point for operational vehicles, at least in the past twenty-four hours, and they'd done it in darkness. They must be keen, he thought. "'That you, Stratton!' Burns called out. "'Yes, sir,' he replied, as he closed in on the group. "'Sorry to disturb your slumber,' Burns said, in his usual verging-on sarcastic manner. Stratton was used to it. He'd known Burns for several years, and liked and respected him. He eyed the two other men who were looking at him, or more like, examining him. "'I want to introduce you to a couple of visitors who'll be joining us on the operation,' Burns said. Jeff Wheeland and Mike Spinter, how's it going? Wheeland said, holding out a hand, a smile on his wide face. Stratton kept his glove on as he took Wheeland's hand. The man had a strong grip that matched his square jaw. He was American, no doubt about it. Stratton thought he sounded Midwestern. Both men were dressed like soldiers, but Burns hadn't given them ranks. That would have been unusual for military personnel, which suggested they weren't. And if they weren't military, and they were attending a special ops task, and they were American, then he figured they had to be Central Intelligence-type animals, or spooks of some kind, any one of a myriad of agencies under the U.S. Homeland Security umbrella. Pleasure, Spinter said. He sounded West Coast American, and looked far more serious than his partner nor was he as solidly built, though he looked athletic. Stratton put both men in their early thirties. There was a similar intensity in the way they were looking at him. "'It wasn't mentioned in the briefing,' Byrne said, "'that these guys are sponsoring this operation. You'll personally be babysitting these gentlemen, Stratton. Their focus will be on the ops section of the main building. I've got a few things to do before we head out,' "'So why don't you get acquainted? "'We've got a little over an hour before we form up. "'I'll see you then.' "'Thanks for everything, Captain Burns,' Whelan said. "'No problem,' Burns said, and went inside the tent, "'leaving them to stand out in the cold. "'Stratton didn't have much small talk at the best of times, "'but he felt he ought to say something. "'If you'd like a cup of tea or coffee—' I could knock up some inside my hut, he said. We're all on self-catering up here. No mess tent, I'm afraid. We're good.